Are you ready to take your signature program evergreen? Definitely listen to today's episode before you do. I am breaking down the six steps you need to take to take your program evergreen. So stay tuned. What change becomes possible when 100,000 people are impacted by your work? This question came to me one day, and I have been working to find the answer ever since. Hi, I'm Jess, and I help online course creators amplify their influence and create a movement with their message. And on this podcast, I am sharing the simple strategies and systems to help you impact more people with your programs so you can create quantum growth in your industry. You are listening to the Quantum Course Creator Podcast. Hey, and welcome back to the Quantum Course Creator Podcast. Jess here, and today I am breaking down the simple steps you need to take in order to take your program evergreen. In case you're unfamiliar with the term, evergreen means having an online course that sells itself in automation. So this includes having a conversion mechanism like we've talked about and all of the things set up in the back end so that when people come into the launch or into the conversion mechanism, the automations run the launch for you like you would do it live, but just for that one person. This is a really powerful strategy when selling your online course, because not only does it make it accessible and available to your audience when they need it, it also can create more revenue for you and more students for you in your signature program in between launches. We all know what it's like to ride the revenue roller coaster, right? Where you launch and you have a big influx of cash and some payment plans, and then those dwindle by three to six months out. And then you're like, crap, I have to launch again to bring more money in. And you kind of have this really inconsistent way of bringing in money into your business, right? You have really high months and then progressively lower months, followed by another big launch and high months and lower months, right? But in order to kind of smooth that out and provide a great service to your audience by not gatekeeping your information for your launches, you can put your program on evergreen. But There are a few things that you should do between those two things to really make sure that it's going to work. Like I've talked about in the past, if you have launched, you likely have an asset of things that you can use moving forward, right? Either the next time you live launch or if you want to put your program on evergreen. And if you just went through a launch that converted or have gone through a well-converting launch in the past, you can take these steps in order to put your program on evergreen. So that's what I'm going to break down in today's episode is what are the steps to go from having a successful live launch to bringing in clients on evergreen. So Let's dig in. The first thing that you need to do is debrief. Look at your numbers. Go back through that last live launch that you went through and really look at the data. How many people opted in? How many people purchased? What was the conversion rate total? What was the conversion rate of your sales page? Really looking at these things and learning the numbers, your earnings per lead, your cost per lead, if there were any. These are going to be important numbers for you to know going into your evergreen program. Because if it converted live, there's a good chance that it will convert evergreen. Now, I will caveat that I have never seen a program convert evergreen as well as it converts 
on live, right? They're usually with a live launch, people are more familiar with you. And so they're a warmer audience where typically with something evergreen, you're driving at least some degree of cold traffic to it. And so cold traffic converts differently than warm traffic, but you can really look at those numbers and figure out how it's working. And so that's the first thing is really debriefing your last live launch, making sure everything worked, that it actually did convert, and then knowing your numbers going into your evergreen promotion. The second thing that you want to do is optimize your asset. So looking at the pages, seeing if they converted, and then what are some things that you can improve or tweak or clarify in the messaging, in the copy so that it converts better moving forward, right? Maybe there was some confusion on your sales page. You got the same question over and over again. So answering questions on the sales page. Maybe you wanna add a guarantee on your sales page to kind of sweeten the deal for colder traffic. What are some things that you can do to optimize that asset? Maybe there was an email that was a complete bunk, right? And you knew it was a crappy email. Write a better email, right? Really cleaning up your sequences, making sure that everything works together, and then putting it into this evergreen process. Of course, when you go through my program, I give you all of the email sequences and templates and things so that you know what to say when so that this part becomes super simple, right? You have all of the pieces of this asset that you can then optimize. So you're not trying to guess like, well, what do I say now, right? You have these templates. So the first thing is to debrief, to know your numbers. The second thing is to optimize your asset. Go through the things that you used and make sure that they are clean, that everything's connecting properly, um, and that all of the copy and everything is working and up to date and all the things. The third thing is to create automations. So like I was saying in the beginning, an evergreen launch is a lot like a live launch except for the live thing, right? So instead of sending emails live and showing up live, people are going through an automated process. So the automations are what make this run in the background. So you'll want to create triggers in your system using either a system that has automations like Kajabi does or using something like Zapier, which allows you to create automations between different um, softwares that will help you put this all together, right? So you're, you really want to visualize how a client will go through this process and where you need to like plug the links together, right? I'm thinking <laughs> the analogy coming to my head is my kids have um, glow sticks and you know, the little like white parts or clear parts that like connect the glow sticks together. So you can make like a big necklace or you can loop it together and make like a bracelet. That is the automation, right? It's the little linky parts that put it all together. So it becomes really seamless. So when you're putting together your automations, you want to look at the whole process, right? Look at the journey of the evergreen launch as a whole. Where is your person coming in? When they opt in, what do you want them, what do you want to happen next? Do they go to a thank you page? Do they go to a Facebook group? Do they get an email? Do they have to, to um, step opt-in? Do you want them to confirm their opt-in, which just makes them a more qualified lead? Are there, like, what are the steps that you want them to go through? And then when do you want the next email to be sent out? 
What about the one after that? When are they getting the conversion mechanism? Is that on the thank you page or is that a link in an email? How is that going to be presented to them? And then from the conversion mechanism, or when are you sending them emails? Are you sending them after you know that they've watched it or right when they start it? Like really thinking through this process and it can mimic the live launch experience. Of course, I would eliminate the time gap, right? Usually with a live launch, we're inviting people to a conversion mechanism that's a week or so in the future. I would not make people wait a week (laughs) between opting in and getting the conversion mechanism. I would quite shorten that to like 24 hours. But you can create this process that like, okay, they're going to see this, then I'm going to start sending emails. Then it's going to invite them to the sales page on this date. Then this is when the doors are going to close or whatever, right? This is when the urgency will kick in. And so creating the automations that put all of that together. Now, automations are kind of a, a spectrum, right? You can create really like restrictive automations And then more loosey-goosey automations. I tend to be of the ilk that clear is kind and simple is better. And so you may be overwhelmed by the idea of going evergreen because you think it means that you have to have a webinar software that has a simulated live webinar and that you have to pay for that. And then you have to have like deadline funnel that then creates urgency and it's cookied to the person and it makes it so their IP will no longer see the page and blah, blah, blah. I tend to think that that is not only not good customer service, but also a giant pain in the ass. Because if any of those things stop working or stop being connected, then you just have a tech headache on your hands, right? And so even from my very first, well, my very first evergreen funnel was very much so simple because I didn't know better, right? I was creating something completely from scratch. I No one taught me how to do it. And so I just kind of took myself through the process of how I would want to be sold to. And turns out I like things simple. So I keep my automations as simple as possible. For example, the training that they're opting into is on the thank you page of the opt-in page. So they opt in and ta-da, there's the training right there. And because I think clear is kind, the training and that thank you page is also a sales page. So when somebody scrolls down, they see the offer, they see the sales page, they see the price, right? Because I think that clarity and showing them everything up front is more important than taking them off site into a different software and doing a simulated live where they can't rewind or pause to go pee, even though it is literally not live and they totally could if you didn't feel like gatekeeping your audience and then immediately sending the emails with more information about the offer, right? Like keep it simple. People want things that they want, right? I don't think that creating these like hard leaps and bounds and hoops that people have to jump through helps anybody in the sales process. I also don't believe in using deadline funnel. I don't use deadline funnel and I haven't in years. And I think that it is false scarcity. I could create a whole episode about deadline funnel, but I don't believe that we have to hold your offer hostage to make people buy it. And so I don't believe in creating those. I don't believe in disappearing offers. Like I think that that's crap. So keep it simple in my opinion. You can create automations on whatever scale you want to, but I believe that simple is kind. And you can create simple automations that serve your audience. So that was a little soapboxy, but here we go. That was number three, (laughs) create automations. So the number four is really a key one. 
And that is determining your traffic source, right? So what we have done so far is we have, I'm, it's summertime and I have small children. So if you have ever played with children in the water in the summertime, they make these little kits that you kind of build together these tubes and then you pour water into it and you see where the water goes, right? And usually the first time you do it, there's leaks and there's holes and like things aren't quite fully connected and water spurts out the side. That's kind of your evergreen funnel, right? You have built this little thing of tubes and pipes that all go together and you have to pour water into it. And the goal is to get the water to the bottom into like the bucket or whatever. And so your traffic sources is the water. Your traffic sources is how you're pouring the water into the pipes, into your evergreen funnel. And so really looking at how am I going to drive traffic into this? Now, of course, there's so many different kinds of traffic sources. And I went more in depth into content and how to use content to drive traffic to an evergreen funnel a few episodes ago where I talked about the campfire. So go back and listen to that one if you missed it. But you really want to set up a multi-tiered system of traffic sources. You want to drive traffic organically, of course, but also in a way that's going to continue to live on. So telling your audience on Instagram to go opt into the funnel, great. Only last 24 hours. So that's like that kindling content that I talk about. So using ads, getting in front of new people's audiences, getting on podcasts, um, doing like joint venture things. Those are great ways to get in front of other people, as well as creating these like legacy pieces of content like blogs, YouTube videos, podcasts, things that have a call to action that go into that evergreen funnel. And by using all these kinds of content and all of these traffic sources, you're only going to increase the water going into your funnel. And that is a good thing. So you really want to figure out how, like, where are my traffic sources? And I wouldn't focus on all of them at once. That's a lot, right? It's really hard to go all in on everything. So if you want to focus on organic, think of like three different kinds of organic sources that you can start to drive traffic to. And maybe there there's one of each of the three from the campfire, right? Maybe you're going to create reels that introduce you to a new audience and direct people into the evergreen funnel. Maybe you're going to post on Insta stories once a week, driving people into the evergreen funnel. And then maybe you're going to create a podcast or a blog or a live stream on Facebook where you are creating content and then driving people into the evergreen funnel. That's a really well-rounded traffic strategy for organic that you can start to push people toward that, right? Make that your core call to action. Hey, have you checked out my free training about blah, blah, blah? Go check it out at blah, blah, blah.com slash blah, 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 right? Create this really clear content strategy where you are driving traffic to it. And of course, I'm always a big fan of paid traffic, right? Using Facebook and Instagram ads or Pinterest ads or TikTok ads or Google ads, thinking of how can I, especially when you know that it converts, how can I drive more traffic? How can I pour more water into the into this pipe funnel to get more clients? So determining your traffic sources And then step number five is to start driving traffic. This is the part that can kind of take 
a little bit of time, right? Especially if you're building new traffic sources or trying to get in front of other people's people and doing joint ventures or doing like getting on other people's podcasts, that strategy can take some time. So this is really going to be where you spend the majority of your time once it's all set up, right? Once you have the pipes in place and it's not leaking too bad and the majority of the water gets to the bottom, then you just want to add more water, right? Because you know that more water will get to the bottom. More water will equal more sales. More traffic will equal more sales. And so you're going to start driving traffic and really focusing on how can I get more people into this and build out your traffic sources, right? And then number six is kind of concurrent with number five. That's when you start tracking the data and adjusting it monthly accordingly. So what I do is I have this big spreadsheet that every single week I, so with my Evergreen Funnel right now, I'm currently focusing on ad traffic, but I'm adding in some organic traffic that I can start to track as well. Thank you to Google Analytics for being able to really get granular on where people are coming from. In case you weren't using Google Analytics, it's pretty great. But by tracking it, you can start to see okay, this number of people went through it, this number of people converted, that means my evergreen conversion rate is this, that means that I can put more people in this way or whatever. So by tracking the data, it gives you an idea of how it's working. I track every single Monday. So every Monday I sit down and I look at our ad traffic, I look at the page views, I look at the opt-ins, I do the conversion rates, I look at how many people have gone through the funnel, how many have converted, what my conversion rate is, what my profit is, what my earnings per lead, what my cost per acquisition is. I have all of this built out in a spreadsheet, so it's really much simpler than it sounds. Um, But that tells me really valuable data that I can then make decisions moving forward. And I recommend adjusting your strategy monthly and not weekly for a few reasons. One, like I said in number five, it's going to take a little bit of time to build up your traffic sources, right? Especially if you are doing it organically or even if you're doing it with ads, it can take some time to really optimize your ad strategy and figure out what is that sweet spot for your ads. So track everything for a month and then look at the data and say, okay, is this giving me the bang for my buck, right? Is this converting? Is this working? And if not, what is one thing that I can change and then test it again? If you change everything, you're never gonna know what was or wasn't working. So test and change one thing at a time and then do it for another month and see Is this working better? Did that improve? Of course, if it completely tanks after that one change, like if the next two weeks are complete trash, maybe you could do like an emergency optimization, right? Like, oh God, that did not work. I need to rethink that. But really keeping your hands on the data, seeing what is working and making those tight optimizations, right? Just like tweaking it just a little bit, little bit, little bit in order to get it on the right track. That is going to be the most effective strategy to really honing in and optimizing this evergreen strategy. So those are the six steps. Number one was debrief your live launch, know your numbers. Number two was optimize your asset, change anything or fix anything that's not working great. Number three is create those automations, stick the little glow sticks together. Number four is determine your traffic sources, pick a few and start there. Number five is start driving traffic to the evergreen funnel. And number six is track the data and adjust monthly accordingly. 
And there you have it. That is how you build out an evergreen funnel. Now, of course, there's different strategies that you can implement at different places, like different traffic strategies, different traffic sources, more granular information on what that data actually means. But you have the framework now to go and take your live launch and turn it into evergreen. And if this is something that you are ready to do in your business, stay tuned because I have a really exciting announcement coming next week on how you can learn even more about this and start to take that next step in creating your evergreen funnel and start driving more traffic to your signature program and just amplifying your influence and your income with your program. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you found it valuable. If you need to go start it over, get a pen and paper and take some notes. This one was pretty juicy. Um, So I totally get it. And definitely, like I said, stay tuned. I cannot wait to see you in my next episode. And I'll chat with you soon. Bye. Bye.